Nothing, just an incident. That's what you get when you don't need the space. I am stupid. I am stupid. Get in there, Lewis. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast, a special bonus episode of Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast. I am Zoe. I'm here with Hannah. Hello. And today we are discussing my Monaco GP experience, really the trip itself. Yeah, which we've literally all been waiting for because I haven't heard the full deets either. You have not. Which was intentional because I wanted yes. to be able to be authentic and like really dive into the questions. Yes. We'll also have to get your full feelings and sure. unpack all of that as well. Great. Uh, it'll be like a little therapy session for yeah. all of us involved. Um, but yeah, I got back yesterday, I guess. Yeah. Last night. And um, it's been quite a whirlwind of an experience. Mm-hmm. But by the time you're hearing this, um, it will have been a few days since I've been back. But um, yeah, I felt like, you know, now's the time to uh, give you all the details. Yeah. I don't even really know where to start. So like, what do we start with? Well, I think it's important to just clear up any... story of the, tr- of the trip. Well, kind of. But also just... I, I We talked about this before... It's very important that everybody understands that I was invited on this trip. This was not, I was not kept out of anything. I did not have the financial budget, the time off budget. I have two very big weddings this year. I have a week long family trip to celebrate my grandparents' anniversary. Try as I could. There was just, there was just not capacity in my life this year, unfortunately. And believe me, no one was more bummed than me. Um, but I do just want to clear that up. Like Zoe didn't not invite me to this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can go into the backstory right. of how you decided yeah. to yeah. do it. So, so I want to say it was last, I can't remember the specific timeline exactly, but I want to say it was probably around, honestly, this time last year. I realized I was obviously freshly new into F1, been an F1 fan for a few months at that point, and realized that the Monaco GP and the French Open happen really back to back. French Open starts the day after the Monaco GP. And I'm a tennis fan. People who listen to this podcast know that. And so, and, and I have this kind of weird thing where I have this like dream of going to all of the Grand Slams. And I've never it's been not to, weird. to the French Open. Well, yes, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not weird. And if you know anything about me, like I love to travel for a sporting event. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. I like more than traveling for. An and event. you do get a little like cabin fever. Like I, I feel yes. like you're just like, I must go now, yes. like travel somewhere yes. immediately. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. I love. Yeah. I love to travel. I again, if you know my backstory but like lived overseas for a while as a kid traveled a lot as a kid so like my my family likes to travel it's just something we do a lot something that i think there are a lot of people who spend their money on material items they spend their money on whatever you know brand new car or they go out to eat every night or whatever and the thing i spend my money on is traveling and Mm -hmm. experiences and so any chance i get to do something like that i'm always down to do it and so like i said about a year ago had this idea and brought it up to our friend aaron who also got into f1 around the same time and also likes tennis and thought and said to her you know would you be interested in this trip and she 
at that point in time, I was about to go on a trip to Europe to for this um, our family friend's birthday party. I had a lot oh, of yeah. family and stuff. About we all all traveled to go to this party in Germany, and I basically I, anytime I travel, I basically let everybody in my life know. I'm like, hey, I'm going on, on this trip. If you want to come, the door's open. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like people often are looking for reasons to, to travel or people to travel with. And so I'm always just sharing my, my yeah, You're always very good about that. Like, then, I'm going to be in Europe here. If you'd like to participate yeah, in any way, let yeah, me know. come along. Because I think people often are looking for uh, reasons to go and do stuff. And so I had brought up, I think, that trip to people. And she she couldn't do that trip. But I was like, okay, but next year, I'm thinking about Monaco and French Open. And she's like, I'm down. I'm going brought up to you as well um so anyway because i remember i went to monaco and again people who listen know because that's where i saw charlotte claire last year and i remember on that trip thinking and i think even sending aaron a message like next year we're going to be here Mm -hmm. so at that time i knew it was a possibility that we were going to be going um got our tickets relatively early i'm trying to remember i mean i got them when they went on sale which is i think like in the fall yeah it was a long time ago yeah and we knew we wanted to just do one day of the gp because monaco's expensive um it's probably the most expensive race on the calendar at this point in terms of like a three-day weekend extravaganza it's it's not a cheap experience um and we also know the qualifying is the most important thing Mm -hmm. and uh and so I felt like, let's just go, let's just get the ticket for qualifying and we'll enjoy being in the vicinity for the race in the weekend itself. But, yeah. So got the got the grandstand ticket for qualifying. Um, some people asked how much it was. I, ours was for our specific grandstand. It was $200, I think, um, probably a little bit more with like the fees and stuff, which honestly was, and I'll get to this later when we get to the actual qualifying experience, but. I felt like a hundred percent worth the money. What we what we got to see and like where we were and stuff. It was it was a great price, and that um, seems pretty comparable to like what we paid for in Austin last year mm-hmm. for qualifying too. So I don't yeah. think like that doesn't seem outrageous. And the spots you guys like the spot you guys yeah. rented seemed really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that 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 was kind of that. We 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 got our we got our tickets at that point. I think we got our Airbnb. We stayed. So my 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 parents were also coming on this portion of the trip, um, as well. And we decided, obviously, staying in Monaco is so expensive, and we knew we were, that was just wasn't going to happen. And so we got actually a very reasonably priced and incredibly nice once we got there Airbnb in Nice, which is like twenty twenty five minute train train ride away from Monaco. Would go back in a heartbeat, a hundred percent. It was so nice, so beautiful, like very much. I don't know. It was it was great. Beach beach town, kind of, but like a lot of history. It was just very a very very cool place. So anyway, got that got that Airbnb, and I'm glad we did because even at the time that we got them, which was like again the fall or something, they were already filling up super quick, and like we had tried to get another Airbnb, and that one had been booked I, I think like two of us booked at the same time and mm-hmm. so the, the host came back and was like i'm so sorry but this other family got it first and they're going to the gp and i was like okay well yeah so same, are we. But um fine. so anyway got all that figured out okay so and this whole time i kept saying to hannah i was like if you want to come oh yeah yeah, come, yeah the door was never come. closed no i'm just saying like you know i kept being like yeah yeah you should try you should try um 
and uh it obviously didn't end up coming to fruition but uh yeah i mean i tried to pretend that it was gonna work but i knew that it was never gonna work just from uh time mostly time i mean there's just you know if anyone's been in a wedding before it's an honor but it's also very expensive i'm in two weddings it was my wedding yeah for sure (laughs) and um yeah so you know it's just a lot and i would have loved to have made it work but i just wasn't gonna happen happen. and so i just at some point i just had to put you know resign myself to the fact that i wasn't gonna be able to make it work and um most of my friends at this point have gotten married off so they're you know i don't know if there will be a wedding next year um but doesn't matter no 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 i'm we're doing something next year yeah yeah it literally doesn't matter no and i need my soul needs to get back to london like stat so yeah um yeah we will we'll have to go um so anyway okay so that was kind of like the backstory of the trip let's cut to more recent times so you guys obviously heard on the podcast hannah had mentioned it to me or asked me you know what do you want out of this trip like what are you hoping for what are you looking for and i just was truly this wasn't like a quote-unquote work trip or like a fan behavior it was it was just like a personal trip that had nothing i wasn't like well and you st- you planned this before we even switched to an F1 F1 podcast, podcast. so, so right. yeah, th- this was not you're so right this was it just worked out but, but- it, right it it wasn't it wasn't even like i was reaching out to people to try to like set things up or right. facilitate anything like that i just was like i'm going as a fan uh no pun intended <laughs> um and that's just how it is yeah and and this is this is what's crazy and this is actually a good r- reminder to you because I know you've always had, you, you've expressed your reservations about posting on the internet, right? And like oh, yes. sharing things and whatever. This all, my 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 crazy paddock pitland experience would have never happened. Oh, sure. If I had not posted this one specific video on the internet. Mm-hmm. So about, again, like a couple weeks before I left or a week before I left for my trip, I posted a clip to our Instagram stories of... You and I, you asking me what I would say to Daniel Ricardo if I saw him in Monaco. Yes. And I said that I would say enchante, whatever. <laughs> I didn't I didn't end up getting to say that, but that's okay. Um there's still time. Oh yeah, exactly. Just maybe what won't happen in Monaco, but I could say it somewhere else. Yeah. Um and so a our a now friend mm-hmm. of the podcast, um, his Instagram handle is Spin Beats Inc. Mm-hmm. Same Stan spins, you goes by both, I guess. Um, he's followed us on Instagram for a while, and he's works within the F one space. Um, does a lot of like almost like guest experience work. So, mm-hmm. Like he hosts a lot of like celebrities will come and like work with him. Um, and I'll I'll get to all all of that later. Um, and uh, and he's friends with I think most people know him as one of. Lewis Hamilton's friends, but does like some really cool work um, within F1. And he responded to my story mm-hmm. p- of saying that, that about Daniel and asked if I was going to Monaco, if we were going to be there, blah, 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 and started this kind of conversation. And um, he, he had asked where we were sitting or what we were doing. And I, I mentioned we were going on Saturday. And, um, and initially he just said something like, okay, well, you know, when you're, when you get in or when you're there, like give, shoot me a text. Like, I'd love to come say hi to you guys, whatever. Send me his phone number. And like, that was kind of it. 
uh, then the next day, you had the privilege of finding the message. I did. How did you? Well, because he he asked, "Are you going to be in the paddock?" Oh yes. And you yes. were like, "Lols, no." Yes. <laughs> and I kind of at that point I was like, "Yeah, I bet she's going to be in the paddock." And so I woke up and which before waking up before you like never happens. Or I don't was think it during it, a work it was day or something? Mm-hmm. And so um, I saw that it came in, and honestly, like my heart dropped, but it was like the both. I mean, I I can't emphasize enough like the feelings I have felt through this it's like equal parts really m- mad at myself for not going and like so excited for you yes and for Aaron I think it's it may, I mean like yes it, I was I see those pictures and I'm like I wish I was in them but like I'm so it's like so amazing and I would never want to take that experience away but I think as a human being of course. anyone can recognize the fact of that like course. the FOMO is real and I really don't get FOMO often but I it was very real and, and I, I, I don't apologize for it no as yeah you shouldn't and and as I said to before even if you were like I'm upset right now and I honestly can't handle you messaging like even if you had a quote unquote worse reaction to it. Yeah. It's totally valid. Totally. Yeah. But I but I don't want to not be kept in the loop. No, you know, know what I mean? I'm not that part like I can't you don't have you you it's totally valid and okay in these types of circumstances. Because we've all been there in in some shape or form, sure. obviously in this scenario where like somebody in your life gets something or or has something or whatever and you're like, damn it, I wish that was me. And like it's a it's it's okay to have two very intense yeah. feelings at once totally it's like the bachelor you know yes. loving to people at once you don't have to always be like <laughs> no but i screenshotted it of, of him basically just saying like i might be able to get you or uh, confirming that he was going to be able to get you temporary paddock passes for saturday yes and I think it also helped that I was able to deliver the news to you <laughs> rather than you telling me for several reasons. One, I think it gave me a second to like go through the like jealousy and then be really, really excited. And it saved you from having to be like, oh, how do I tell Hannah this yeah. when she's not going? So yeah. I think that that was all worked out very nicely. And I was, I was so excited for you. Like I, it was just, you know, whatever. Um, and we kind of went back and forth and we were just like, oh my God, what is ha-? like, cause it's also just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like that we have gone a y- literally a year ago. This hadn't happened no. yet. None of this had started. No. We have not hit our birthday of this no. podcast yet. And like to just think in such a short amount of time, how much has changed and yes. like the community that we've built, the opportunities that we've been given opportunities that are coming up, like it's crazy and it's really, really cool. And so it's also this like, Yes, I'm sad I wasn't able to participate in that, but it's also just the beginning and like kind of a picture of what's to come. And I'm also just really damn proud of us for like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he messaged and said, um, you know, I'd I'd love to, there's a pit lane tour that I would love to take you on in, in the morning and then I can get you like these temporary passes for an hour or so. So you can kind of see like what's going on. And yeah, it was just a very overwhelming feeling. It mm-hmm. was like this, as you said, it was this crazy, like, how is this real? How's this happening? Right. Um, and in Monaco of all places, like what a special place to get this experience because For it's sure. so iconic and so historic. Um, but then there's also that small part of me, not that I thought he was lying or like 
whatever. But just part of me, like maybe this won't actually end up happening. Totally, something will come up. Something will, yeah, will. Well, that's what happened when I was at the Harry Styles concert, and that guy was like, "I'll get you wristbands," and I was just like, "Are you lying?" But like, I'll follow the, you know, I'll be here until I find out that you're lying. Right, (laughs) right. I'm gonna go to the end with this thing. Right, exactly. Um, and luckily for both of us, it worked out. It did. Yes, it did. Uh, um, but yeah, so just a very overwhelming experience. And, um, and I, you know, it's obviously I would much rather be in my shoes for this situation than I would be in of your shoes. But it was like, oh shit, like Hannah's not going to get to have this experience yet. Yet. <laughs> and well, in, well, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Time. And, um, and like feeling like, oh, damn like i this is this sucks you know mm-hmm. for her but i but i also know that she's happy for me yeah and uh friendship <laughs> right and i and i also think and i think it's it's also normal to have that kind of like oh shit like do i deserve this opportunity like yeah. do i you know uh am i there's been imposter syndrome yeah kind of. kind of but then i also have to remind myself it's like yes like i I mean, even something specifically as like, okay, like, yeah, I, I posted the Instagram story that then led to the opportunity. Like you tell me, you just have to put yourself out there for Mm -hmm. things to happen. Yeah. You know? Um, and it wasn't like I was, uh, well, even if I was, who cares, but like it was brought to me in a sense. And so it's like, you have to accept the things that come into your life. What? Absolutely. So, okay. So then that, that, that was brought forth, which was just like so crazy. And I just was thinking about it every day leading up to the experience were but, you like nervous or just excited like how do you come um, i think for me this is where when stuff like that happens i start going down my daydream spiral oh. as we share this in certain aspects of like i would have just started making up all these pretend scenarios i didn't i i, I didn't make up any scenarios honestly i didn't have any i really genuinely didn't have any like oh my god i hope this happens yeah, yeah i had none of that i really felt like how incredible that I get to do this and everything that happens additional, like going to Monaco is great. Having the ticket that I have being able to go is awesome. Yeah. So I tried to not have any expectations or any sort of, it wasn't even that I didn't try to, I just didn't. I just was very, I don't know what the word is, but I just was like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen and it's going to be great. Um, so anyway, my family, we, we went to Rome first, went to, um, the Bruce Springsteen concert in Rome met a lovely listener of the podcast, Hannah, who found me in a literally a sea of hundreds of thousands of people in Rome and came up to me and said that she was there. She was traveling. She met up with her dad in Rome. They were at the concert together. Oh, cute. Yeah. And that was a great like a name, very, by the way. Yeah. Very surreal experience as well. And like made me very cool with the people that I was with. Oh, I bet. That I was recognized by it's a so listener. crazy. Yeah. So that was that was really fun. So nice to meet you, Hannah. I'm glad that we um nice to meet you too. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you found me and that we got to we got to meet. That was that was cool. Um so then we went to Nice. And um, Very I'm just nice. gonna kind of yeah. I'm gonna cut to. I'm gonna cut some of this fat. So it's now Friday, mm-hmm. the day before I'm supposed to go to qualifying. And I figured at this point, I was like, I'll just text him and be like, checking hey. in. <laughs> we'll just be like, hey, what's the um, like what's the plan for tomorrow? Because obviously, I know any GP is crazy insanity. Yeah. Uh, so many people ways of getting into the 
to the track and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really know where I'm supposed to go, where I need to meet him because I need the specific pass to right. get in. And like, I don't have it. So how's it going to work? So I, I was like, I'll just text him and just like figure it out. So text him and he's, he says, you know, the pit lane things at nine 45, but I'll like, I'll set you up or I'll, I'll put you in a group chat with this person. I work with Emily who will like facilitate, a uh, meeting spot for tomorrow and like we'll figure out where to go from there it's like great okay so then emily texts me and she's like kind of reiterates the same thing like this is the time of the tour and like we're still trying to figure out where the meeting spot is Mm -hmm. and i i recognize i'm like this is a chaotic experience in general like the people the everything i can't even imagine what they have going on it's a lot um but then like the day goes on, like I still haven't heard anything from her. So then it's time for us to go to Nobu. Now, this is a whole experience, you guys. This was insanity. So Aaron and I, we get dressed, we get ready. And my parents decide my dad was sick. He got sick like, oh, right when we got to Nice. And so he like hadn't been feeling very well. And their their plan was to go into uh, Monaco on Saturday for like the qualifying and just kind of like be around. But because my dad wasn't feeling that well, he was like, I don't know if I want to deal with it on Saturday. So like, I might as well just come in with you guys on Friday when you go to dinner. At least go be in Monaco, see it, and mm-hmm. then good luck. So we all get ready. We go into Monaco. And our reservation for Nobu was like at 8.15. And we probably got in there by around, I want to say like 5.45, 6. Or no, that's probably not true. We probably got probably got there around... Meaning got to Monaco. Yeah, but we probably got there closer to like 6.45. Okay. Um, but like an hour and a half sure. to spare, right? And I, I knew going going into it that it was going to be chaotic getting to because the um restaurant is in the fairmont hotel in monaco and i knew it would be chaotic to get there because you have to navigate around the track Mm -hmm. and the track area of the streets and so you basically in any other time you would just go to the thing but you can't walk across because the track's there right so we get there and fp to had just finished but then there was like this porsche racing series that was going on like while we were there so it was like kind of loud which is fine but it was just like it added to like the chaos, the chaos of it all and so my parents are with us and like and i obviously monaco's very tiny and very small and i had just spent a few days there last summer so i was very familiar with like where things were and whatnot um and they wanted to see the, the casino but you can't you can't get to the casino because again right part of the part of the track so finally we kind of like walked around a bit but then it was like okay this is too crazy like we 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 need to bounce so like my parents went and did something else and then Aaron and I and at this point it's like and how are you doing are you getting hangry as or everyone's just like it's just chaotic and you're all just trying to like okay I mean it's not really because I get yeah I mean you know me in those situations I do start to get a little stressed out Aaron and I'm not that I'm saying this is like I'm no, you're the navigator. Well, I'm the navigator, but I'm also like, I like to think I'm pretty relaxed in those situations. I don't get overly anxious about like crowds or traffic or people. Like, I'm just like, it is what it is. We're going to get there. Like, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, the most like, 
on edge I've seen you get in situations is more the bob and weave post concert when we're trying like and that was more like when we were living in New York and you didn't want to like have to wait for a right. train and like be crowded or whatever right right but otherwise yes. yes um and so I'm like okay we got to walk because the way that it, it was was like the hotel was on like the water facing side of Monaco and the track obviously goes around it and so we had to figure out a way to get either around the track or get or some sort of pathway cross to get over into that area we start to walk around we realize like there's really no way to get around the track like you just can't really walk around and at this point it's like do they have like directional signage and they stuff? don't so that's the other thing is there really is no like and i'll i'll get to that later but there really is no indication of like on the main street mm-hmm. like where you come like when you come out of the train station like there's no if you're trying to get to wherever yeah, like where go the detours this are. way yeah. right exactly interesting um and so at this point it's like 7 35 and and it's funny like on the on on our maps of course it says like it's a four minute walk but right because but it's not and again yeah. everything in monaco is so small that it really that doesn't take much time to get anywhere because Unless there's a racetrack in the middle right, of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, we're like, okay, we're clearly not figuring out the way to walk there. Let's, we found a taxi stand. We're like, let's just go wait for a taxi. Maybe the taxi will figure out, like, we'll know the way to get there. So we get in, in the taxi and he basically has to drive us outside of Monaco and then like loop back around. And at this point, it's like, and 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 then once we get back into Monaco, it's like eight o'clock and it's like pretty much standstill traffic oh, gosh. now the whole time honestly i was like laughing about it yeah i thought it was yeah. funny and like i really wasn't stressed about it i was like if we make it we make it mm-hmm. if we don't we save a lot of money on our meal and like yeah. it's fine but it was just like we were both just like oh my gosh like this is hilarious like we're not making any headway and right. so we end up getting right back to where we started initially with, like with the, the taxi, taxi no not with the taxi oh, but like oh. where we started coming out of the train station oh, okay and the guy was like i can't get you any closer uh at this point it's 8 15 or p- past 8 15 honestly um so a reservation was was going on so you went all the way out basically of monaco to get around where yeah. you started 80 euro taxi ride basically to get back to, to where we started how sad um, so I think that would be the moment where I either just burst out laughing or break down into no, tears. That was like, whatever. I put it on my car. It's like, charge it. It doesn't matter. Money doesn't exist on this trip. So we get out of the car. Uh, we, at this point, I'm like, oh, and, and so when we were waiting for our taxi initially, I think we were outside of a hotel and Aaron went into the hotel to ask the guy, um, like, how do we get to this place? And he, and he had mentioned, he's like, well, there's a, there's a, um, like a walkway thing, like a, like a path um at this one place i can't even remember what it's called but so we like knew that there was some sort of path to get there Mm -hmm. so we like go down we find some people we ask them we make our way at this point it's like 8 25 i'm like okay we're never gonna get there on time i don't know how long they hold these reservations for but i don't feel like they would hold them for very long and i i keep asking you i'm like do you want to keep like should we just like forget about it and do something else or do we want to try and like just see if we can keep our our reservation she's like yeah let's just try so we finally come this far might as well we finally find the uh the pathway and this was like the pathway clearly to like all the kind of expensive restaurant hotel like all the different like it was very much a scene um 
down in that area. And so we finally find the way we get to the hotel. And then at the hotel, it's like, there's this club and that thing. And I'm, I'm like, I don't really know where to go in here. Ask a, a, a different person, like, how do I get to the Nobu? Should like, go down the elevator, blah, blah, blah. Finally get there. And, and in the elevator going down, I was like, do I even say like i know i'm like yeah I'm sorry like, we're what's late. the proper like, thing to pretend like everything's fine she's like hi i have a reservation yeah she's like just pretend to pretend everything's fine. i mean i imagine that's how most of the clientele is so literally i walk up to the stand and i'm like hi i have a reservation and she's like what's your name i tell her and she's like right this way we're Brilliant. like 20 minutes late at this point yeah but well no comment nothing about us being totally fine just like waltzes us right to our table and we sit down and we're like holy shit we've made it and we kept saying like one of our mantras for the trip was no pain no gain sure and I, it was like we really had to fight and it was yeah. part of the plot it's always always part, all of, the part of the plot yep. all part of the story yep. that we will laugh and tell our, talk about for a long time about how we literally and, oh and, and i didn't even say like after the taxi we were like running through the streets of monaco in our heels like running to get to the, like it was hilarious and erin <laughs> even said afterwards she was like she was like texting her um, sisters at how she was like, we were like running through the streets of Monaco to go to Nobu. And it was like, God, what a small player, small, sad violin. Like Jesus Christ, yeah, right. you know, it's really not that deep. But when yeah. you think about it, it's like so silly. No, but in the moment, it's like, oh my gosh, what are we yeah, doing? Like what a treacherous experience. Yeah. And we like sit down, we order, you know, a, a very expensive um, water and a glass of wine. And I'm like chugging the glass of wine because I'm so thirsty after this treacherous experience. But, Great. Good. Great time. Nobu's delicious. We had, we actually like overestimated how much we were spending. We ended up spending like a lot less than we thought we were spending. Right. That, that was a great experience. That's always happy. Um, and truly was a great meal. Like Good. if you want to spend the money uh, and are down to spend it, it's Go a good place to do it. Did you see anyone? Um, we did not see anyone that, that we, that we knew of mm-hmm. um, a lot of definitely a lot of like rich people there. Like, yeah. Totally could tell. It was rich people city. Yeah. Um, a Just, lot of, again, very scene. Very scene. Yeah. Very, very, very sceny. Um, but it was a great time. Um, so then at Nobu, still haven't heard from Emily yet about <sighs> okay. the meetup time. And you got there at like 8.45. So we're talking, it's like, it's nighttime. Yes. Like late nighttime. Yes. And so I was like, do I text her again? And because, because again, this whole experience, it's additional. I, totally. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be greedy or seem like I'm, you know, because <laughs> this is all, this is su- such a kind thing for him to do for us. Right. Um, that I don't, I don't want to be like, okay, so now when yeah, we're like, uh, SOS. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she's like, well, just, you can just text one more time and just, and, and, and so we had already planned to go into Monaco pretty early on Saturday morning anyway. And so I texted her and was like, Hey, just like we're planning to get in around this time. So like we're free to meet up whenever works for you. That was just kind of like the basis of the text. And then she responded and she was like, we're still like, I'm still trying to figure out the meetings, but like, we'll get back to you. Charlotte. I was like, okay, fine. And I basically felt like at that point, like I'll wait until, if I don't hear from her yeah. until tomorrow, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. She'll, I'm, I can't only imagine again how. Yeah. It's also funny. Cause I, like I've been in your shoes in that situation because you don't want to bother someone who's doing something nice for you. But I also know because I've been on her side of those shoes. Right. She got that text multiple times from many different right. people. Exactly. You know, but it is hard because you're just like, I don't want to bother you. But also, you and, told I'm me such a, and, and I am such a 
planner. I am such a yeah. organizer. I want to know the details and like when I'm getting somewhere, where I'm getting, where I'm going. I'm For not sure. just like a Lucy Goose. We'll figure it out when we get there. You yeah, know. that's not my personality. No, no, no. Um, but anyway, so woke up on Saturday and I'd gotten a message from Dan Spence. I, I feel like I, he's like has two names and two identities. I'm gonna call him Dan because that's how he introduced himself to Aaron. That works. So we'll call him that on this on this podcast. Um, and he texted me and said at like one o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh God, like I, you know, I can only imagine how exhausted he is. Mm-hmm. He's like, so sorry for not getting back to you about all of this. He's like, I'll text you tomorrow morning. Like I'll give you like the meetup spot t- tomorrow. I was like, great. That's fine. Um, so anyway, we get to the racetrack Saturday morning and the way that it works in Monaco is like, there are these specific entrances depending on your credentials. Ticket. Oh, so like if you're in this grandstand, you're going to go in, go in in this entrance. If yeah. you're in this grandstand, you're going to go, going to go in on this entrance. It's not like Coda, which is I guess our, our only other experience where like you can walk around the entire track and kind of go wherever. It's like this is your zone, and like this is kind of the where you have way to for you to get in. Yeah, because of the street track nature of it and all, all that stuff. And so I wasn't really sure like do I do we use our tickets to go in and then he meets us somewhere mm-hmm. in there or do I stay out and figure it out? But anyway. We go up to the space, which is where we, our section was supposed to go in. And there were, we could tell there were some people that worked within F1, like worked for the teams that were going in that entrance. But we saw a lot of them walking up the hill to this entrance, like probably right up the hill um, that we assumed was like where most of the people with credentials were were going into the paddock um, or just going into the race. And so, um, Eventually, Dan texts us and he's like, um, or he sends me his location. He's like, how far away is this from you? Um, and it was the spot right up yeah. the hill. I was like, great. It's like 10 seconds away. So he's like, I'll, I'll meet you guys out there. So we go up there and we're, yeah, we keep seeing all these team personnel. We actually, I actually saw the um, girl that works for, for McLaren that was like Daniel's like press person. You probably know who she is. Charlotte? She's always no. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she was always with him last year. Like, yeah, saw her walk in, and <laughs> it was funny. Like, the Alpha Tower people walked in, and like Aaron says, like after they pass, she's like, "Big fan of your work." <laughs> and like, it was it's so true though. They it, deserve medals. It was funny, like seeing certain people that I like recognize from like TV or whatever, yeah. just like walking through. Um, and so then at this point, it's probably like nine something or other, and. I get a text and it's like in he's like um I'm getting your accreditation now like I'll come and meet you I'm like okay great then he texts and he's like so the pit lane um tour might have been canceled like this morning uh, might have been yeah he's like I'm trying to figure it out like trying to see if we can do it tonight I was like oh shit um but again in my head I was just like this is all extra it's, it's fine yeah, it's all fine. Um, so then finally he comes out and he introduces himself to us. Super, super nice. He's with this friend of his named Matt, who everyone, I'm actually gonna pull this Instagram account because he is like a very successful photographer. Mm-hmm. I saw his stuff, it's good. Yeah, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Um, super cool. Yeah, so his name is Matt. His Instagram is bad boy with an I. Um, but he takes incredible photographs, yeah. like took some really cool ones from the Monaco race of like Tom Holland and James Marsden and 
the james martin pictures were fantastic. so good um and it was his first time in monaco so that was kind of fun as well but anyway he hands us our passes the vip passes mm-hmm. and like that's when it was like oh shit like yeah. this is real like, yeah you know and um and walks us through and he was like okay so you know i'm gonna take you guys to the pit lane um and and then take you guys over or he didn't say the paddock yet but he's like i'll take you to the pit lane and he's like we we have until i can't remember what time it was he's like because then these passes are are actually for obj i was wondering yeah Yeah. i was yeah and so yeah so it is true that we had his passes before he had them well that's amazing i know um because he was like hosting him Mm -hmm. for the the weekend i was like very crazy he's like he's supposed to be here at 12 blah 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 blah. i was like awesome (laughs) thanks for sharing yeah so we get to the pit lane were you in charge of the handoff (laughs) no no i was not um i wish uh and it was just like very surreal like that's just the best word to use and dan was so he was so nice he was like i'll take any photographs you guys want like whatever you want a picture like i'll take it even guys, from, like, like watching the behind the scenes i just got the sense that like and him and is it matt yeah just like so patient yes. and like knew how to host this situation which Very sounds kind. like it's also their job but like well matt for, just ran off because he had like the vip credential he had the photography like the oh yeah media credential so he was like taking photographs for the weekend so he was like off taking all these crazy pictures um but yeah so like the first thing we see is is the safety car brilliant yeah and i'm like oh my god i want a picture with a safety car and he's like of course so the way that the paddock or the pit lane works in monaco is like the garages are on the ground floor and then the pit wall is right above it there's Mm -hmm. no like traditional pit wall like you see in every other race and so they have all these like almost like balconies above the garages where people like look out and like you can see stuff and so we go up against the safety car and we touch it and take our picture. And then these two guys above us were like, okay. hey, we just buffed that <laughs> in like a very jokey matter. And I pretended, I also pretended to like dive on top of it. Yeah. Um, and That's hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. Um, we just buffed that. Yeah. I was like, well, you can buff it again. Yeah. Um, That's great. You have some time before things start. That was cool. And then obviously, you know, walking down the pit lane and just seeing all the garages and the way that it it's kind of set up as like there are these like almost like ropes like you see in a Extension airport kind of, or whatever yeah. you know like keeping people a certain distance away from the garages so we're walking down and he's talking about you know the pit lane and giving us some information and whatnot and um we could see and it was at that point that we were able to be like oh that's where we're sitting for the race mm. or the thing and it was like right i was like oh wow wow it's right across from the pit lane i i had no idea when i booked when i got the ticket i didn't even really know that um so we just like are walking down taking it all in i like wanted i had this like desire i had all this energy and i was like i wanted to like run like i wanted to just, yeah, like, yeah. burst you know but we had i needed to like take it slow sure. and enjoy and he was also saying to us like this is as calm as it's ever going to be i was like, gonna it, say it, it was, was like yeah. so relaxed yes. like because it was still really like pretty pretty early and he's like this is the best time to come because it's not chaotic like no one's really here i mean people were working on the cars in the garage but like wasn't a lot of uh 
extra people mm-hmm. around. So like you could get like your good pictures, like you could really kind of take it in. Yeah. We get to the McLaren garage and he and he also like knew everybody there, was talking to everybody, like everyone just seemed to be friends with him. And he met or was talking to this guy working for McLaren and we were like taking pictures of stuff and he was like, do you guys want to get closer to Lando's car? Get into Lando's car. I was like, sure. And the guy like lifted up the rope for us and he was like, come on in. So good. And yeah, so we got to go like right up to his car and um, which was crazy and then obviously took the pictures there. That was, that was cool. Um, And then yeah, just kind of kept walking along um and uh was like i was like oh i I said something about like how much i love yuki i was like a guy i gotta get a picture with his garage um so obviously i did that and uh, it was like sadder as you got like further down the pit lane i was like oh yeah damn like you know the intrigue level dips as you get like towards the end which is the williams uh poor poor alex album was very very last one Hmm. um yeah (laughs) Well, so he's still got one. Exactly. Exactly. One of the 20. So, yeah, make our way down there, which is great. And then he was like, do you guys want to go to the paddock? I was like, yeah. no, thank you, though. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Next time. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was like, we're tired. Of course. So we head on over to the paddock and it's very unique in Monaco because typically the paddock and the pit lane are like kind of all in one space, but mm-hmm. it's separated in Monaco. And so we walk over to the paddock and um we get to the dinging in you know yes beeping in part and he again was so nice he was like do you want me to take your video of you walking yes, I do. through thank you, dan through the thing i was like yes thank you he knows what the people want exactly. he's been he's been he's, trained accordingly because he like knew like he was like this is your first time yeah you gotta get you know the i was like yes yes so that was very kind of him to offer because you also don't want to be I was like I'm a guest I'm invited I don't want to be like too yeah like take it to, like top. hey uh, I need another photo please right yeah like, I get it I didn't want to be that way so it was nice of him to at least offer to do mm-hmm. it um and then yeah walked down the and it it was it's crazy because Red Bull has like their own they call it like the energy station like their own basically like huge paddock basically and then everybody else which is like over here and then everybody else is is like along this very narrow thing passed and it's all very very small and he was talking about how like there's all these different sizes of like motor homes and at barcelona they bring the big ones but here they have like these tiny ones and like the pathway to walk is very i mean it was pretty narrow mm-hmm. um and that's when we walked by oscar piastri fred vasor that was iconic so uh, it, it was apparently his birthday and i wish i would have known Aww. that prior because i would have said happy birthday to him. yeah that would have been epic i know so then we get back to like the entrance point and that's where the um that's where the media pen mm-hmm. thing was. Mm-hmm. And again, he knew these guys are talking to this guy and he's like, hey, this girl has a podcast. Like, do you care if she goes in and like takes a picture and like pretends whatever? He's like, sure. So that's when we got the and he took oh. the video of me being pretend interviewed, which in hindsight should have been swapped. I should have been interviewing because we have oh, a podcast. Sure. But but whatever. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah um it's really nice of him to like i know do all of that yeah so so kind because i know even like i we never would have asked to be like can we go over there and take a picture? like i never would have even thought about it no not at all oh and and he did i forgot this but he did because again you know just chatting along the way and stuff and he um he said he was like i uh i love 
what you guys are doing with your podcast. Like it's so unique. And he said, he's like, I loved the love language thing you said. Like, like that was very, that was fun. I was like, thank you. Nice. And I wanted to ask more. I wanted to be like, is that Lewis's love language? I didn't ask. It sort of seems like a confirmation, <laughs> but, but I was, that was very, very kind of him to say that. Um, and then he was like, so the way that it works is like the, the drivers will arrive um on a boat basically to like this pier that then like they walk up and then they get into the paddock from from there and they kind of all come individually almost and so he's like where where we were standing like we could see the pathway where they would walk up and then obviously we're right by the entrance point um where they would beep in and stuff and uh he's like I love that they have to beep in. Yeah. He's like, Lewis should be here in like 15 minutes. If you guys just want to like hang out here and you guys can see people come in. No, thanks. Yeah. So we're like, (laughs) that's fine. Of course. So we're just like hanging out there. Lando literally walks like right by, like directly by us and goes over. And I'm, my back is kind of turned, but like Aaron saw the whole thing. And then I saw him as he like walked past me. Yeah. Oh my God, there's Lando. Yeah. Um, So Oscar again. Um, And then Checo and Max came out of the, energy station whatever and like came i need more information on the energy station (laughs) came in uh to the paddock that was cool and then we and then it was funny because you could see like from the pier you could tell when a driver was coming because the photographers just like clustered it was just yeah yeah. so oh someone's coming so we saw george and carmen coming down and we could see them like through the gate like walking through carmen came in but then George was like, I'm going to go. I think he was probably going to like the pit lane, like into mm. the garage or something. So he like didn't come into the paddock and he kept walking to go to the pit lane. Carmen's still a win. Yes. Yes. It was, it was cool seeing her again. And then, um, Lewis, when he came, I have so much, I mean, I've always had respect for Lewis, but just how hounded he gets, it is insane. Um, and, but he handles it all very well. And mm-hmm. I, I, I even asked, I was like, how does Lewis, handle this and he was just like i don't know honestly like he just it's like he compartmentalizes yeah just in the crazy it was funny too he was talking about how um how he was talking to this one guy i could i was like listening to their conversation about like a helicopter like the cop the chopper thing here there i was like okay i don't know what this is about but like someone they're trying to get a helicopter for someone famous and he was like this is my guy like whenever i need anything like he always gets it for me he was like i needed a scooter in 30 minutes for some celebrity to get out of monza and i just like called him and was like i i need a scooter and he was like i got it and he was like, you always need to have a guy or like someone that can just like get you what you need immediately because he's also he's always hosting all these famous people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's interesting. It's a fun job to have. Yeah. Uh, also stressful. stressful. But yeah, I was like, you always have to have a guy. Yeah. So then Lewis came through, which was crazy. Saw Susie Wolf. Queen. Uh, which was which was very cool. It was funny. After Aaron and I both were like, it felt like we were in there for a long time. And we we're mm-hmm. kind of like waiting for him to be like okay like it's time to leave yeah but and we weren't in there for very long i mean probably the whole thing was like an hour maybe a little bit more than like an hour but a really nice amount of time like it's a long time yes yes and it's not like it's a big place to like investigate sure um well i disagree i would have but i mean you know you don't have access to all the paddocks but well and like on every um motorhome like as you walk walk down it says like invitation only like entrant like you have to be invited Boo. to go in <laughs> which makes sense i guess but goals you know um vision board exactly so anyway finally he was like oh yeah and i said to him i was like so like what's the difference between what obj gets and what we got 
besides all of it and he was like honestly nothing really i mean he was like the only thing that's the really time. different is um that he gets to do the grid walk on sunday mm-hmm. but like everything else is pretty much the, the same i was like cool <laughs> awesome um and so he sat in a different place but yes but otherwise yes. yeah yes. Oh, that's cool um and so he was like yeah i gotta go set up some stuff for him before he gets here he's like he's typically late um i was like most celebrities are late like most which is why no wasn't bothered that you were probably early right celebrities have no concept of time like mm-hmm. they're not thinking like oh this person like asked me to be here at this time so therefore no. i need to be there at this time right no 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 concept so we you know finally um get es- escorted out um and uh bid our farewells and it was just a really crazy experience like it was yeah. very i just kept thinking like this is just so kind like this yeah. is genuinely like one of the nicest things actually it was funny my dad had asked me i think it was like a few weeks ago or a few weeks prior to us going some podcast he listens to was um i guess like the host at the end of every episode asks his guests like what's the nicest thing someone's ever done for you and so he asked me that question and i was like i don't really know i mean of course people have done nice things sure. for me but like I, i'm not the per like i've never had like a big because i think the thing you think about are like the big moments like yeah the, and i've never had like a surprise party or mm-hmm. like a. and this isn't like a pity party for me i just like it's i haven't had like those like oh my god this person got me this thing and like sure crazy but this now is i can confirm the nicest thing anyone's ever done for, yeah. for me because it he did not have to do that right. at all. Mm-hmm. Like he just took time out of his own day to show us around. And it was so very, 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 very kind. What's also nice about Monaco too, is like you can beep in and out of the venue, I guess in, mm-hmm. in quotes, like you, you can like walk around Monaco oh, that's nice. and then you can come back in and you yeah. can go out and come back in. So like we went and got like some lunch somewhere um, and then came back and went to our, our seats for fp3 for a bit uh, and that's when we were able to be like oh wow shit we're like right across from the uh the pit lane and what was cool is we were right uh, there was like a walkway between the paddock and the pit lane and mm-hmm. so we could see like nico holkenberg walking by oh yeah to the, we could we could see daniel walking by to get to the garage uh total wolf like it was just oh, like gosh. it was like you could just I don't know. It's almost like a TV show playing out in front of your eyes. Yeah. It was like, there's that person. There's that person. We could see we were the closest to the Red Bull garage. And so we could see Daniel and Christian out on like the balcony thing. Oh, yeah. Like a very intense conversation. And you could see Daniel's smile from where oh my we gosh, were. Like it was that large and so good. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of fun. And then, uh, and it was very hot that day and like very I know I was worried sunny. you were getting sunburned. I didn't get sunburned actually. That's good. Yeah. But what was nice was like underneath the, the grandstand thing was like where the food was. And it was really breezy because it was backed up um, right against the water. Mm-hmm. So it was like super nice, like dramatically cooler down there. So you could just like hang out down there in between sessions or if you needed a break. That's nice. Yeah. Which was very, very nice. Um, and then obviously watch the qualifying, which yeah. was incredible. It was great. Quality was good. So good. Yeah. I was And it seemed like you guys had a really like a really big screen where you right were right in front of us. Which Coda needs to get it together. Right in and, front of us. Yeah. It was actually like like I said, it it, it was perfect. Like yeah. where we were, it was like kind of like the only like one of the straight parts of the track. Not mm-hmm. straight, but it was like a decently sized portion of, of the track. Screen right in front of us, the pit lane right there, 
the pad we could see i mean it was yeah. just like it was all there yeah um and they had commentating in french italian and english so that was interesting like all three different hmm. languages and it was also interesting like the response people got yuki got such a large when he was doing really well in qualifying yeah. everyone was like hype and the uh italian commentator was like bravo yuki <laughs> and everyone was like yay and and i decided I'm, i i think yuki maybe has has taken the daniel mantle in terms of the driver that is kind of just like everybody loves yeah everybody's like, rooting for yeah like i don't think that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't at least a little bit root for you sure you know what i mean yeah he's just very easy to root for yeah um so that was that was funny That's and fun. then and and then the whole you know charles has pole fernando has pole max has pole like it was yeah. just mayhem um truly truly but it was great i was it was so fun good um and uh and then uh it, as i said we could see the whole aston martin waybridge drama going on mm-hmm. um we could see the drivers. That's where they pulled up right after the the qualifying ended, where they were like in their positions. Uh, got to see the, them f- from afar. Obviously, it was chaotic leaving I the bet. track. But again, it was pretty think, standard, though. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, for me is like my um, it sounds kind of weird, but my Disneyland um, amusement park history. of yeah. just like waiting in line, you know, moving Pay along. to play. <laughs> what? pay to play right and and it's just it's just how it is yeah you know and uh and it actually ultimately was fun like we were probably home like an hour and a half after we left oh, which not bad. is that's not also that bad. pretty much what we did when we were leaving austin yeah like it it really wasn't and the, and the worst part was just like the waiting to get onto the train but once we were on the train it was super easy and it, and it all worked out all worked out well um so then Sunday, we ended up going to a bar in Nice. There was a couple different bars showing the race, and we ended up at like this. It was called Wayne's Bar. It was, I think, it was like an English pub. Okay, basically, um, there was like another one wing which joint. tried to get what sounds like an American wing joint. Or oh something. yeah, um, but there was a lot of F one people there, obviously, um, and so we we went with my parents um and it was it was fun to watch it with like a group of, group of people uh there was there was these these guys that were like well we found out they had just graduated college mm-hmm. and they're on this like trip and they started talking to us and um we're just asking about like who their f- favorite drivers are and blah, blah 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 and and this one guy he was so nice and he was like my favorite's Charles. he's like not that good he's like my g- girlfriend she loves pierre gasly and I was like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, and anyway, we we're just like chatting about F1 and stuff. And and uh, he I think he'd asked like because they they had gone to the qualifying the day before, too. And so talking about where they were seated and stuff. And then um, he may have asked Aaron, like, why are you guys here or whatever? And and Aaron was like, oh, she well, she has a podcast. Um, and he was like, you did look familiar. <laughs> That's he was like, I think I've seen you like on my Instagram reels. Yeah. Nice. Like, cool no tiktok for him then <laughs> i guess not yeah um so that was kind of funny um that is funny yeah uh i think i've seen you on my instagram reel yeah um but he also was like he was like he there needs to be more guys like him because he was like you know talking about how uh he's like you cannot deny how attractive charles and carlos are and yeah was like a real ally 
Which is great. Because I mean, again, I'd like to just bring up my comment from many episodes ago, but I have eyes. <laughs> What's exactly. a girl to do? You know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm blessed enough to see. And so I'm going to admire what's out there. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of the, uh, the gist of the, of the Monaco, you know, experience. Um, I was going to look up at some of the questions. Oh, I forgot to mention too. I ran into another listener of her mm. podcast on the morning of qualifying in the train station. Oh, nice. Um, her name's Ken. And she saw me and she was like, Oh my God, I listened to your podcast. Um, so it was wonderful seeing her too. So fun. That was, that was cool. Um, Okay, let me see if I can see there's some I feel like I answered a lot of the uh questions on a um on the other what did I post? Oh I I did a QA. Oh uh, yeah. Um but uh, a lot of people asked if I paid for the tickets. Yeah. Which, which I wish it's nice that, that they I think could. that we can afford that. Maybe one day. <laughs> I was like, I I I I could not. And and some people asked too, uh, like how much that would cost, like the oh. pad experience. I don't know. I mean, because it's it's so unique in a sense because we were only in the paddock and the pit lane stuff for, again, like an hour and a half. Right. Most people who buy that experience have it for the, whole the weekend. weekend or the whole day. So I don't think you can buy like an hour experience. You know what I mean? No, but like I was looking at, I think like one of the hospitality Sorry. suite experiences in Vegas, so not Monaco. And I don't even think it gets, I don't know if it gets you that, that kind of access, but it's 10 grand for the whole weekend. Yeah. So yeah, crazy. We're talking. Couldn't afford that. Bank. Yeah. So I spent two hundred dollars on the grandstand tickets, and that's what I spent. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. And uh, bought lunch. <laughs> and yes. Someone said, "How much are paddock passes?" Don't know. And don't know. you, you're not really the person to buy the paddock passes, are you? Because it, it to me, it's in a way, it's got that um like meet and greet backstage sort of vibe. Whereas like for you, the way that that happened is exactly how you want it to happen. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm not anti-spending or buying paddock passes because it's not like you're buying a pass to meet a driver. True. You're just paying for an experience. Sure. Um. So yeah, if I had money to spend, I would definitely spend it. Okay, I just, fair. I just don't have that kind of, I mean, same. Money. It's like a car. Yes. Um, so, Someone said, did you meet some of the drivers outside of the paddock? I did not. We only actually went into Monaco one time. We we had talked about going in on Sunday night, but it was just too chaotic, mm -hmm. too much, too stressful. And we were just like, we'd rather just chill and relax. So I would have flipped out if you saw Tom Holland, though. I know. That would have been cool. Um, Sweet Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, someone said, how much would your experience have cost if you if you if it wasn't paid for? Yeah, let's go with thousands ten thousand dollars. I don't know. Feels like a safe estimate, and that's the other thing too. I think is people. I'm not saying the the, the trip is obviously a very you know to to travel to go overseas is a very privileged experience. Not everyone gets to do it, but it's it's not as crazily expensive as I think people assume right. traveling overseas is. Like, and that's I think kind of a I don't want to say it's a stigma. That's not the right word, but. I think people assume that like when you go overseas, it's like you're dropping serious cash. Right. It's just the flight to get there and then staying. But then everything else is just like, right. Well, even going staying, to dinner here. Like, yeah. Or it's like, uh, you know, the flight, you can find a, a flight to Europe for a thousand dollars. It might be, that's a little bit more than what you'd spend to go to New York or something, but not a ton more. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like our Airbnb, I think for four nights, it was like $300 or something like it uh, per person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is not, 
that. That's less than a hundred bucks a night. Yeah. Um, I've spent $300 a night to stay at a hotel in the States, you know? Like, yeah. Right. It's really not. And we, I, we each had our own rooms. Like it was a very nice, nice. experience. Yes. Um, and yeah. And then you paying for food and whatever, but it's, um, what I'm saying is it's doable for people yes. out there who are interested in going to n- not just Monaco, but really any GP, like you have to be smart about. And I, I also recognize I am, I find the things I, I do all my research. I like hunt for the best deals and yeah. what's available, but you can do it in a way that it's not super expensive. And that is uh fairly, I would say fairly reasonable. Now mm-hmm. it may require you, you know, not, eating out as much and saving some extra money throughout your year to save or not shopping or whatever, but you can do it. It's very, yes. very doable. Um, did you guys get to keep the orange badges? No. Cause we had to give them to OBJ. Shoot. <laughs> and we kept, we kept waiting or we kept wanting to see him uh, on the big screen. Like while we were sitting there at the grandstands, like so wearing like, his, yeah, that's badge. my bad. <laughs> So we'll, I'll always have that connection to him. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's if fun. you ever meet him in real life, make sure you let him know yeah. that you had it first. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, we have a mutual friend. <laughs> I was like, okay, Dan? you know sure. Dan? <laughs> he probably calls him spins. Okay. Yeah. He probably also is like, there's literally no way we have a mutual friend. <laughs> but, but sure. But, but you do. But sure. Um, insider tips on best place to watch from getting around while they are anything. Um, I would say I loved the T2 grandstand. I acknowledge it wasn't like if you're watching from the, for the race or like wanting a better perspective of like the cars themselves, maybe not the best spot, but in terms of like seeing what's going on behind the scenes and like drivers walking by people walking by what's happening in the pit lane. I say T2 is a great spot. And having the screen is like, yes, has to have been amazing. I highly recommend qualifying. Like, I think that is because I thought about this too. The race experience, I think most of us understand this. The race experience is much better on TV because so much is happening on the track that you don't get to see being in your seat, seeing only a portion of the track. Um, And so you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know where people are in terms of like the leaderboard, blah, 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 blah. With qualifying, you're not getting any, you don't have to worry about any of that because right. there is no passing. There yeah. is nothing. All you're thinking about is who's having the fastest time. Mm-hmm. And that's, you can see that on, on the screen. So, so it's, it's kind of the best experience right. in terms of being in person. Agreed. Um, and for Monaco, especially it's the best place to be. So yeah. I, I would say go for qualifying and then find a fun place to watch the race at like a bar or something in the, in the, in or around the area where the race is happening because you'll have just as fun of an experience. You'll be around a bunch of F1 fans, but you'll actually be able to watch the race. Yeah. Tips for places to stay. I would hundred percent stay in Nice again. If I were to go back, it's such a beautiful city right on the beach. Um, seems easy to get in and out, get in and out train station. It's like 25 minute, um, train ride four euros, I think each way. So really not expensive at all. Um, much cheaper. I mean, we saw, I mean, it's not, cheap but it's a lot cheaper than obviously staying closer to monaco lots of f1 people around the whole weekend so definitely recommend that um i don't know anything else that is like a part of the trip that is i don't think so someone said what's my what's my favorite moment um probably seeing lewis hamilton yeah in person that was he really does have such an energy and i can't imagine like being even closer to him and like 
he was in that moment, like when we saw him at the driver pep rally, which is what I will literally yep. always call it. He was literally like, he was there to not to perform, but you know, to do his yes. job. Whereas like, I feel like when you saw him in the paddock, he was more like in his natural element and watching him like with all the, like, just he's so graceful about it. I really don't know how he does it. Yeah. Yeah. But truly the whole thing was just, it was also funny too. My my mom had said to me, I can't remember. I think she said it like the day before we we went. But she was like, she's like, you really manifested your life seriously. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you're kind of right. Like it is crazy how it's just funny how like yeah, I guess December of 2021. I guess it would have been like I would have never ever thought about being like that. This is what I would want so badly yeah it would have never been something that i would have ever thought about um but yeah i'm like yeah we're gonna keep on manifesting greatness for our podcast and really a lot of this just comes down to people that care about our show we would not be where we are totally if people didn't listen and invest and care and um yeah so it was great um and had the absolute best time and uh Hope we get more of those chances in the future. Same. <laughs> but very happy Together. for you. It looked like the best time. And it really was. Yeah, it really was. It was it was a very surreal. It was kind of one of those moments. Like, do you, do you ever have those moments in your life when like you're doing something and you think to yourself, you're just like, I'm going to remember this forever. Like, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. going to be something that I'm going to be thinking about and talking about like for as long as I live. It's yes. like, I felt I like... I'm glad that I recognized that as I was in the moment because it was just like, okay, like this is this is the moment. Like yeah. this is it felt very it almost felt like I was in like a weird meditation mm-hmm. as I was there. I was just like very like aware of everything happening around me. Like I don't so know. Very present. Was, yeah, very, very present, which I was grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um and it and I was happy too because Aaron was like, I'll be your, co- I'll take photos of you. Like, I'll try to be like your content person, like behind nice. you, just yeah. to get you like other content so you're not worried about like yeah. getting as much content, which thank you, Aaron, for that. Um, yeah. So amazing. Good times. Awesome. Big thanks to Dan. Yeah. Shout out to Dan. Can't wait to meet you soon, Dan. <laughs> yes. He did. I, t- I texted him afterwards and he said, just saying thank you and everything. And um, he said, let's keep in touch. So, don't have to ask me twice. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. No more. Um, any anything that you would like to talk about or share or questions you might have or no. anything you were curious about? Okay. No, I mean I think you answered most of the questions that came in and I know that was the first I time I, I heard the story. I so I kind of interjected I as hope I had I questions. I didn't um forget something that was important or something that was like a big part of the story that I oh, we'll be around remember, if you want to yeah, always retell yeah um what do you think our what's what's going to be our next trip like do you want to do Silverstone yeah that's gonna be well I mean one. our legitimately our next trip is going to be Austin yes but um as far as like big trip overseas experience yeah I want to do I want to do London I don't know if I can do I, I would love to make Wim- Wimbledon a part of that too, but like from a like I who knows where we'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the good thing maybe is happens- by this time next year, our podcast will be our full time job. Yes. <laughs> well, Wimbledon does happen like it's literally like within the week. Like Silverstone falls on the week of mm. like within Wimbledon, so it's very you could very easily do all of it. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to, but yeah, I mean, because you know we love London. I think the podcast needs to venture. As we gotta go to the F1 to arcade or the F1. Yes. Um, 
bar thing. Yeah. Do some sim racing. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, low on the weddings next year. So I should be <laughs> able to start stashing cash away for that. Good. Good, yeah. good. I know. I also thought about too, like it would be so fun if we did eventually, like we could plan like a fan behavior F1 trip mm-hmm. where like we could like get a bunch of people and like we could just organize a trip. Yeah. And we all travel someplace together to like go to a race. That would be, yeah, that'd be so fun. So fun. That's big, high level dreams mm-hmm. that, you know, one day we will reach. But now that I have the power of manifestation at my fingertips, yeah, anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad in this case it's working out in a positive way because it didn't work out so well for Daniel, but we've got luck on our side. <laughs> but you know what? As I always think about with the, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite, like whatever it's called, fables, I guess, is the Chinese farmer fable. You know, I was watching, I started watching Designated Survivor on Netflix because I guess political dramas are my thing right now. Okay. And they bring that up. Yes. Really? One of the guys was doing it. He, I meant to text you, but here we are now. Yeah. For those who don't know what that is, it's basically this, a story about this keep this as short as possible mm-hmm. but like chinese farmer and one day his horse runs away and uh the townspeople come out and they're like oh my gosh how how are you gonna farm without your horse and he's just like we'll, we'll see the next day the horse comes back and brings along another horse and everyone's like oh my god now you have two horses like you're gonna be rich and then he's like we'll see blah blah, blah. the whole point is like you, something can seem like it's not good but it ends up being like the best thing that ever happened to you and mm-hmm. vice versa. Like not, not everything is like good or bad. It's just like, it's just like, yeah. And life. it's not always clear. Like something may seem really good or really terrible in the yep. moment. And then you find out like you, Ferrari, you know, with perspective, <laughs> you realize like that was the best thing that could have ever happened. Exactly. Um, And so in terms of Daniel, you know, at the moment, I think the it's moment, the best thing that could have happened. He needed the time off and whatever. Yeah. So that's how we, you know, we move forward with perspective. Exactly. Um, but anyway, thank you all for the kind messages and words you sent. Um, it was very, very nice of everyone who was so, so excited for me and us and just like the show and the chance to do all this. Um, and uh, we're very grateful to all of you for it. So Amen. Um, we have very exciting things happening. So exciting. Even today when this podcast comes out. I know. Something very exciting is happening that we'll talk about next week on our podcast um just it's all it's it's all coming but what's the saying it's all coming up it's all coming together it's all coming up jack that's not the saying it's all coming if up. if it is it doesn't make it so- coming up roses coming up okay this is gonna bother me I, I, I gotta look it up that's fine it's coming up something people are probably screaming at the phone it's or their car it's all coming up. coming up coming up jack roses roses i guess it's all good. coming up roses or i think actually uh, if you say that everything is coming up roses for someone, you mean that they are having a lot of success. Oh, good. Yep. Rose. Yep. Enchante. 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 That is a rose, that's right? It's not a tulip. That's how we should yeah. end every podcast now. Okay. Enchante. Enchante. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of every year, oh, we're done. That felt really abrupt. How are we going to end the podcast? Okay. But then I think we should just like build them all together and then daniel can use it for his next campaign what do you mean at the you know we'll just do a collage of every time we go enchante enchante and for like three minutes on tiktok and then okay. we'll be in a enchante okay. okay um tiktok ad okay anything uh, else no okay we'll see you guys next week enchante, enchante. <laughs>